Welcome back to another episode of SI Tells All. Today, my special guest on the show is one of our SI mentors, Stephanie Isagide, who's been with us the longest on the team and the SI mentor team. Uh, previously supported Math 45 as an SI leader. Uh, Stephanie, go ahead and introduce uh, yourself and tell us a little bit more about you. Okay, well, I'm Stephanie, or as you'll hear a lot of pro staff say, I'm Izagay, so which is my last name. Yeah. Um, so I, uh, this would be my 11th semester. <laughs> Makes me feel so old. <laughs> um, yeah, I've been here for a while yeah. now. I started off with Math 45 before becoming a um, mentor. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm currently in the master's program for student affairs and college counseling. So I'm in my last year. So hopefully in May I'll be done with school. Um, for the most part, SI and school are pretty much my whole life. So I spend a lot of time there. Um, although I do have a dog that takes up a lot of my time, which is oh, named yeah. Gertrude or Gertie. She's a deaf mm-hmm. girl. She might be barking during some of our meetings if you are assigned to me. Uh, but yeah, that's pretty much it. So you're halfway done with your program. Uh, what is your end goal after completing your master's? That is a rough question. Um, I don't think I have like a super specific goal in mind, but I think working in anything similar to SI would be like a goal for me. So if even mm-hmm. it's not an SI like program on a different campus, but it's anything that I get to work with college students really. I know a lot of people ask me if I want to be like an advisor, but that's mm-hmm. definitely not like my goal. It's definitely to work with like specialized programs on campuses, you know, that have their own like goals. So like I know SI or like camp like a lot of your EOP like any of those programs that specialize um in working with college students with specific like reasons is more what I'm looking for because I definitely like that one-on-one with students but not just Mm -hmm. an advisor only sees you like once a semester like I definitely like to see students continuously and kind of work with them like case by case yeah, and you don't, I mean, you still have time to figure it out. That's also why you have all uh, your site hours, right? Yes, at SI. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, one of the questions I've been asking everyone is what brought you to SI? And then the part two is what kept you here? So, what brought me to SI? So, my second semester of my freshman year, I took Math um, 45. And during that semester, I thought I was super cool with math. Like, I was chilling. And then my first mm-hmm. test came, and I did not do so hot. I mean, I didn't mm-hmm. do terrible, but I was, like, definitely not what I expected. Um, right. So, like, many of our students were like, okay, like, maybe I should go to SI. Like, this <laughs> girl comes up and talks to us all yeah. the time. She seems fine. So, I went. Her name was Monica, um, and she was super cool. Um, and back then, I didn't have a job, so it was just school. Um, so I ended up going, like, every office hours in session, and, like, I was there continuously. Mm-hmm. And um, my asset leader really helped me kind of, like, 
hold me accountable because like if I even miss like one time which I think I missed like once or twice she's like so where were you and it was like it really Uh held me accountable and like I formed like a good bond with her towards the end of the semester she had told me that she was actually leaving SI um, to pursue a different you know uh, work choice and she had told me she's like you would be a good SI leader like you should try and I remember thinking like no I'm good like I don't want to do what you do at all like I'm no like I was super shy hated public speaking like that was not for me and so I remember I was sitting like on our kitchen counter and I was talking to my mom. She was making dinner and I was like, you know, should I apply for this job? I, I should probably get a job. Like I don't really like depending on my parents to send money. She's like, yeah, you should do it. And I was like, no, she's like, just do it. And like, she like mm-hmm. forced me to like complete the application. And I was like, all right. And then I got the interview with Ruby and Maiku, who were the mm-hmm. you know, coordinators at the time. And, um, I did my interview through Zoom, actually, because I was back home. So I was in Lodi. And then um, afterwards, like, Ruby gave me a call. She told me I got the job. And then I've been here ever since. Um, And then the reason why I stayed was I feel like I just kind of fell in love with, like, the program. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because... I mean, I graduated with a human resources um, degree for my undergrad, but I always felt like in school, I didn't really know what I was doing and I didn't know what I liked and I couldn't find it because I switched Mm -hmm. from econ to poli sci to accounting to human resources. I definitely went through a spectrum of different majors, Mm -hmm. but I kept feeling like it wasn't right for me and that like I I kept like envisioning like, okay, in a few years from now, am I... (laughs) going to be like happy and I was just like no like this isn't it and, but the only thing that I remembered was telling like my mom I was like you know I really love SI like I, if I could major in SI like I would like that's mm-hmm. the only thing like that I know that I really love to do so I mean I got into the master's program thankfully and I'm still here so I think just like everything about the program like the responsibilities that come with being a mentor like the bonds that I create with my leaders that like I feel like are like kids to me so when they like leave you know like I get all sad and then like just seeing their growth and you know not every job is perfect but even the parts for like it's not like super fun to do so like the rough conversations or like you know the paperwork like I even still like love that part because I know it's box hard. chicks <laughs> yeah I'm gonna be very honest no one likes those not even us <laughs> yeah yeah but that's pretty much why I stayed it's just fell in love with everything yeah and I'm sure you know I I was more so introduced to SI I think it was like my last semester um of the graduate program and I remember thinking uh, at first when I was in that program, you know, I'm going to be an advisor and then not really thinking about SI or something like SI, whereas you knew SI before going into the program. But even though it's a counseling program, it blends so well with SI. Um, and, and so it's awesome to see those transferable skills um, that are that I'm able to use all the time uh, that I learned from the program um, in my everyday work, as well as I'm sure you're maybe in that 
stage where you're seeing um, how a counseling program can really strengthen the way that in, in which you mentor uh, the SI leaders that you're working with. No, yeah, I definitely agree that like at first, honestly, when I got in, or when I applied to the program, I mostly did it because Cohen answered like, this is a program that you should do. And I'm like, well, they're an SI, so they must have done something, right? So I'll just do this program, get it out of the way, and then I'll be an SI. Some, some credibility behind our titles. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then I remembered, um, oh my gosh, the first semester last year, we had all these counseling classes and I'm like, what the heck is this? Like I thought we were going to learn like paperwork, how to be an SI, how to be an SI. Like why am I taking all these like counseling and therapy things? And I really felt like, Oh my gosh, I'm in the wrong program again. Like Mm -hmm. so close. Um, But honestly it coincides so well. Like everything meshes in so well. Like, um, I'm not sure a lot of you guys know what like the core conditions are, but it is like the pretty much the basis of counseling um, that, you know, the counselors use with their clients. And I find myself like when I had to do like assignments, like, okay, like list every time that you use a core condition, like every single example was with me and an SI leader. And so like mm-hmm. unknowingly, like a lot of us in the program use these skills. Like I'm sure leaders even use it with their students and they're not mm-hmm. aware of it. Um, and I just like, I, I really liked how we were able to kind of mesh like the counseling and the SI together um, because, you know, counseling, I know a lot of people think it's just like you sitting down and listening to someone talk, but right. more than that, um, they're still, you know, holding your client accountable. So it's just like the tough love that we talk about when we're in the program. Um, so this program has definitely helped me fine tune a lot of things in SI, but, you know, I definitely appreciate the program even more because there's not a lot of programs in, or jobs, you know, that you'll have that ha- give you the opportunity to use, like, these counseling skills in your environment. So I definitely appreciate that. And I think also, as you described your undergrad experience from, correct me if I'm wrong, was political science, econ, accounting, and yeah. then switching over to um, human resources. Yeah. And so I'm sure that at the time, making those decisions to switch were not easy to do. Um, I think a lot of students sometimes feel I've already invested too much. Uh, it's going to you know, take more time. I'm almost done with my degree. Or even just the like switching your major and maybe knowing that, mm, let me try it out. I don't know if this is it. Um, but I think as you describe your experience, like I'm sure it's something a lot of people go through. Uh, but there's this like negative stigma to not knowing and not being like 100% behind your major. Um, and and I think for you to, I mean, it's it's good that you're now in a program, um, even if, if it is in your graduate degree where you feel like this is it, this is where I'm supposed to be, this is, you know, exactly where um, I see myself afterwards. And, and that's at least, you know, somewhere in higher ed, somewhere working with students, um, maybe special programs, things like that. Yeah, I think, um, like you said, it was a rough process. Um, I think what contributed to a lot is, like, I know undergrad, like, it can be really hard to form 
kind of your own dreams and visions because I know a lot of us want to like make our parents proud which honestly like like poli sci my dad thought I was gonna be a lawyer which thank god I didn't do that one because I can't do that so I was like okay let me just do that and then my mom was like you're gonna be a great accountant and I was like nope that's not for me yeah um econ was because my I was really cool with my econ professor in high school and he's like you'd be great and I was like all right um I never really gave my chance like to explore what I wanted to do Right. And so I think SI gave me that chance, like, here, here's like a hands on, like, real world experience to see what you want to do. And I think I've, you know, being here for a while, I've seen a lot of SI leaders like decide, like, you know, teaching is what I want, or teaching is not what I want, or working mm-hmm. with students is what I want, or it's not. And I think that's what's really great about this job is that it does give you like the hands on experience. Like if this is something you want to pursue even later on, like you can do it. Um, Or, you know, like with me, like I found out that SI is what I wanted and it wasn't exactly through school, which I know like, like the stigma that you said, like I graduated with something that like, I didn't don't want anything to do with. I know a lot of people are like, why? But you know, it makes all this money and like, you'll be fine. And I'm like, well, I'm not going to be happy in it. And I do believe that like you have, you will find your place in school, even if it's not like necessarily in the classroom that you find it in. So like, you know, these internships or jobs or volunteering are very important because it allows you to like Mm -hmm. individually find your place versus just listening to a bunch of people telling you like this is what you'll be good at yeah there's only so much you can learn in a classroom yeah um at the end of the day you know I think for individuals who maybe don't get a lot of hands-on experience like I said a real life experience and all they know is what they've read in books and heard in lecture um you know, once they graduate and go into that field, I feel like, yeah, like some of them would be like, whoa, this is not what I expected. And some of them, may, you know, it may be a perfect match. Um, and so there's there's definitely no time frame. And I think that's also another stigma is, you know, um, it's going to take more time where I've been here this many semesters. But um, ultimately, yeah, I think everyone everyone deserves the right to, you know, feel really fulfilled at their job and very passionate. I think, you know, some people do pursue areas because they're well compensated. Yeah. Um, and, and we know education is not. No. <laughs> um, but I think it's very rewarding in other aspects. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. So I know you talked a little bit about this, but uh, just in case your answer is a little bit different, mm-hmm. what is the thing that you like the least as an SI leader okay. and also what you liked the least as a essay mentor so what I liked the least as a leader um honestly (laughs) as a leader when I like because that was a while ago now um I was not for the public speaking aspect um so I remember I liked the elevator speeches and in class speeches the least um because for some reason it was like a huge shift from like public speaking in your session and office hours to like especially in my class because I had um Dr. Kreider which shout out to Dr. Kreider (laughs) um his auditorium has like 300 students and I don't know if you guys have been to the classroom that's in the rec center but it's like 
all facing down to you. So it's yeah. like even scarier. Um, so I remember like I could not even focus when I was in lecture. Like he would make me wait until the very end of class to do it. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm going to choke or I'm going to like do something like I. So I remember those were definitely my least favorite, which now public speaking, I really like doing. Um, so it's just more like practice. Um, but as a mentor, what I like the least, <laughs> it probably is box checks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Honestly. Um, but I don't like hate it. Like I still love everything about it. It's just like, obviously, you know, the paperwork aspect, like it has to be done as a responsibility. Um, so I totally understand when, you know, my leaders are like, oh, you know, that they don't like it. And like, I understand, but we have to do it too. So I mean, it's just something that has to be done and it's important for the program, um, you know, and it's important, important for pro staff to be able to, you know, to show at the administrators at school and stuff, like all the work that we are doing. Mm-hmm. So do I like it? Not exactly, but yeah, we have yeah. to do it. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, and and there's parts of my job that I don't like as well. Yeah, so, you know, it it comes with it just comes with the territory. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Okay, so you've been with the program. You said this is going on eleven semesters. Yeah. So I feel like if anyone can really attest to the program's many changes since you you know you were you were with the program before I was with the program. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, <laughs> In, in your experience, what have been some of the maybe pivotal changes that you've been able to kind of witness um, in terms of where the program is today? Um, well, I mean, a big one would definitely be um, the size of the program. Um, mm-hmm. Like when I started, I think we had like 20 SI leaders and like two mentors. Um, so it was very small. And now we have, you know, anywhere from 60 to 80. So it's definitely gotten bigger. Um, and then before, um, <laughs> like, planning forms used to be, like, handwritten on, like, a piece of paper. <laughs> like, this is, I have a session. I have a closing. <laughs> yes, it was. Yeah, that seems so ancient now. But, like, everything's on Zoom now. Um, Zoom was, like, not a thing um when I first started Mm -hmm. um so definitely zoom has changed a lot you know especially you know with the changes that are going on everything being online but um so that's definitely been a huge change um that's still a huge change to me personally like I'm still trying to learn zoom Mm -hmm. um because I mean if you weren't an SI leader in zoom like a lot of us mentors are like this is brand new to us too um so that's Mm -hmm. the his change another change I would definitely say the biggest one would be the mentor team and speaking as an SI leader and you know a mentor I think back then it was a lot for just two mentors to kind of take on the whole program and they wouldn't you know be able to check in with us as often mm-hmm. um, and uh, I think now the mentor team has involved where we are a little more like hands-on with the SI leaders like performance and like checking in with them and you know having those like conversations whether they're rough or like you know just good conversations just checking in with the SI leaders and you know we do the box checks and we do the observations and we do the you know mid-semester and the semester evals I think 
our our team has evolved and you know thanks to like leadership from like pro staff too I think we have become better mentors as well um we definitely adopted a lot of um like core conditions like we talked about mm-hmm. earlier from the counseling program and so uh, I think the mentor team has definitely gained a lot of things that before we didn't really know because I know when I first started as a mentor I couldn't really name what I was doing with leaders whereas now like I can name like the core conditions that I'm using whereas or you know before it was like oh I kind of had a gauge I felt like I was like gauging my own performance because I didn't really know like what I was doing versus now like we have our own observations that Nancy does on us or our own meetings and so I think we've evolved to where we're a lot more efficient and effective, but using the same amount of like time that the mentors used to. Yeah. And that is true. Mentors do get observed. So, (laughs) you know, when they're observing your session and you feel a little bit uncomfortable, just know that they also have to go through the same thing. Yeah. We do the same things. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And, and if you see my screen there, but not me there, I'm, I'm more so observing the mentors than I am the leaders. Yeah. But yeah, I, you know, I, I could go on and on about the mentor team, but of course there might be a bias, <laughs> um, but you're right. You know, I think the growth of the program and the mentor team is, in itself is such a, it's so drastically different than when you were maybe first in the program. And yeah. it's not that all these things were not things that we didn't want, but of course, you know, that that ratio, if, if you have a program so big and you only have this many, you know, staff and support staff, um, yeah. it does take time to kind of have those frequent check-ins and things slip through the cracks. And um, maybe the connections are not as strong as well. Yeah. Whereas now, thankfully, we're, we've been able to grow and we've been able to have um, larger support staff where it makes the quality a lot stronger. Um, and like you said, you maybe in the past weren't able to kind of describe your position um and now you can i learned si through your lens you know um as much as you can see a session and things like that i think uh being able to kind of be behind the scenes with the mentor team there's just a whole um another level of awareness and insight that you all offer so um i feel like the only reason i am able to call myself a specialist is is because i've learned so much from you all (laughs) but a little bit about you uh, you outside of SI. Um, <laughs> I don't know why you laugh. But like, <laughs> not much outside of SI. <laughs> I know you did say that, you know, your life is pretty much SI in school. Yeah. Um, yeah. What What are your hobbies? What are your interests? Have you gained any new hobbies over the pandemic? Um, have I gained new ones? No. Um, the only thing is that like my boyfriend adopted Gertie in March. So it was like week one of right. like yeah. at home pandemic. I was like, I can't do this. This is sad. So we went to go get a dog. Yeah. Um, she is a whole responsibility though, because like I mentioned, she is deaf. Um, and it took it still takes a lot of time and effort, like, like knowing her schedule and everything, especially because we didn't know like the home that she was at before. We had to learn a lot of things from Mm -hmm. her. Like when we think she's growling at us, she's not, she's just her way of communicating with us. So it's (laughs) 
buddy. <laughs> right. so, and you're in like defense mode. <laughs> yeah, like I was definitely scared at first. I was like, oh my gosh, she's growling at us. But it was just her way of like talking to us. It's really cute. And then um, she's not the biggest fan of other dogs. So taking her on walks can be a journey mm-hmm. sometimes. And, you know, getting her used to other people. Um, so she's definitely been like a responsibility that we've took on. Um, other than that, um, we've set up like a little home gym outside since uh, mm-hmm. we used to work at Plant Fitness and we do not anymore and it got closed. So we work out at the house, mm-hmm. which is fun to me. So I like, you know, I've been working out and then besides that, no, I've honestly learned that I like to be lazy, which is dangerous. <laughs> I love sitting down and like doing nothing, but I just have to be careful because it turns into a lot of online shopping and I need Mm -hmm. to be mindful of that because like scrolling and you know, these Instagram ads and Twitter, like know exactly what you want to buy. Oh yeah. (laughs) So that is dangerous. They get you. I would be, I would be bored and like my go-to app was Amazon. Oh Uh, gosh. (laughs) <laughs> and I was just like, you know, oh, oh, let me look what you know what they have, and yes, too much. It's, it is addicting, and um, yeah, oh, no, yeah. that's dangerous. You're you're right there. It's super dangerous. Yeah, I know. Sephora and Gymshark have appreciated my business over the quarantine. <laughs> yeah. So, God, I feel like I find myself wanting to say Isagide, but I know. And you know what? I'm gonna stick with it. I call I call her Isagita. So this is who I'm talking about. I'm gonna stick to what I know because otherwise it's gonna feel uncomfortable for me. It feels weird. Yeah, yeah. I've done it for so long now. I I, I forget your Stephanie. I know. <laughs> but, um, all right, Isagita. So, yeah. what would be some advice that you have for SI leaders who are going to be new this semester, having to learn? SI having to learn online SI all at the same time Ooh, I think just being open like having an open attitude to like new experiences and trying out new things that are outside of your comfort zone um, and trusting your mentors um, and as you know other peer SI leaders so like the returning SI leaders I think those two things are going to definitely be huge especially because of this is the first time the whole program is starting off new. Um, we would never do anything. We would never ask anything of you that we wouldn't ask of ourselves. Um, and like, we're there with you every step of the way. Like even I've been here so long, like I've never once had to experience like what I'm probably going to experience this semester. Um, so we're there with you. And like, if we're, you know, telling you, I don't know, to try out this game or to do this differently. It's because we want you to get better as an SI leader, but we're also there with you. Like mm-hmm. we wouldn't just kind of like throw you off the ship and be like, all right, tell us if you can swim. Like, you know, we're <laughs> going to be there with you the yeah. whole time. And, you know, the mentors and these peer, you know, um, returning SI leaders have a lot of great ideas and just trust them um, and be okay with things like, being rough and like not going so well so if mm-hmm. you have a session you're like dang that sucks it's okay um as long you know effort 
is definitely key in this program, not perfection. Um, So, you know, a lot of these returning SI leaders that you might get to know and you're like, oh, wow, they're really strong, great SI leaders. They're not perfect. Um, And they've had sessions where it sucked. And, you know, they had times where like, dang, it was rough. Um, But they kept trying and they have good positive attitudes and, you know, they just kept going. And so as a new SI leader, I know it's going to be scary. But, you know, you're just going to have to do it. Just try your best and know, you know, like whether the leaders or pro staff or mentors are trying to help you. Like we have the same goal in mind as you, which is like you're, you know, you becoming a better essay leader. But ultimately, it's the students. Like we would never tell you to do anything that would hurt the students or be negative for the students. And I think sometimes right. leaders can forget that. It's like our main goal is also the students because we, you mm-hmm. know we are our program exists because of the students um so just trust us you know be okay with failing pretty much um and you know we're going to be right there with you like so it's okay yeah great advice and i think you bring up a really good point especially for new leaders um i i i've heard it a couple times which is why i know it's very true that you see a returner um you see very strong returners sometimes and it can be really intimidating and you may already be questioning um, if you're able to do the job mm-hmm. your first couple of days. I know Francesca talked a little bit about that. So um, I think there's so much truth to that, like wanting to prove that, no, like, you know, I was hired for a reason and, and I can do this. And, and internally you may be questioning that your first couple of days. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it probably doesn't help that you see, you know, maybe a mock session where, you know, it's going really well and you're like, oh man, like that's what I'm expected to do. Yeah. Um, But yeah, you're right. You know, they, even our returners are not perfect. Um, And I think along with that as well, you, it's taken then time. They maybe have been there multiple semesters. Uh, They've had so many sessions to kind of uh, have a lot of trial and error. Um, and sometimes there's external factors that play a role as well that you can't really control. Um, I think sometimes student populations for certain groups, I guess for the lack of better terms, make it easier. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when I think about some courses where students are known to come prepared to sessions, of course, everybody wants that. Yeah. <laughs> students are known to come prepared to sessions. They know kind of how SI rolls and, Mm-hmm. Um, they, they just go with the flow. And so there's some where students come in unprepared and it's not anything that the SI leader is doing wrong, mm-hmm. but sometimes, yeah, the students come in with a misconception. And now, of course you can't get on with your session as fruitfully because I don't know the content that you're planning to cover. Um, yeah. so I think you're right. And, and yeah, I, you essentially you have to be very forgiving of yourself, um, I think we've all had to learn how to do that, um, especially during these times as well. Because I know, um, especially you and I are very similar in, in, I think, things that we look for in SI leaders. I think the yeah. accountability and definitely the tough love. Oh. Uh, so I think we um, have to often uh, check ourselves and, and make sure that, you know, like you said, uh, we're not asking anyone to do anything that we're not willing to do. And also that our expectations are very realistic for 
um, our SI leaders, we never once want to set them up to fail. So, yeah. Yeah. I know you like mentioned earlier, like how some leaders think that like, oh, I don't belong here or like this. They, I don't know why they hired me. I can't do it. I know like, especially Mm -hmm. SI leaders, like it's going to happen and it's okay. Cause I know it happens to some returners. It's happened to me even as a mentor. So like, it's okay. It happens. I just, I know some SI leaders are very strong, independent people. And I know sometimes they want to like, you guys want to do it yourselves until like you absolutely can't and you're at the brink of it. And I think, you know, asking for help or just like, you know, talking about things doesn't make you weak or doesn't make you, you know, any less stronger of an SI leader. So definitely Mm -hmm. advantage of your mentors. Um, We'll be very open with you about our process. Like we'll never pretend that we are perfect to you. Um, We'll always help you out. Just communicate with us and let us know. We we are definitely very empathetic. So don't worry if it happens. Just you have to let us know, though, before you're like at the brink of drowning. And then it's like, well, you had all semester to tell us about this and you did it. Yeah, that's happened as well, where it's like final evals. <laughs> and you're like, wow, I wish I knew this a whole lot earlier. Yes, exactly. So Isagide, I want to ask if there's been a pivotal moment. I'm sure there's been many, but specifically recalling one pivotal moment um, that has really shaped who you are today. Oof, that's a good question. Like an SI? I mean, in anything. Who has really shaped who I am today? Um, I don't think there has been a specific moment exactly. However, it's kind of like a time span of like the end of last fall to like the beginning of spring semester. Okay. Because um, like getting into the master's program... First, I only applied to Fresno State, and that's it. So it was either I was getting into the program or I was going right. home. Um, so getting into the program was, like, amazing first. And then starting it, like I mentioned earlier, I was definitely like, what is this? Like, I, how come there's so much counseling? And then uh-huh. at the end of that, um, a lot of my classes were definitely really pushing me. Um, Because a lot of the professors, you know, they are really good at pushing your emotional side out a lot, whether you want to or not. Um, Like, I know having Nayantara for one of my classes is definitely awesome. She's awesome. Yeah, Yeah, she's so great. Um, You know, having that counseling class with her, she really pushes you. And then um, I finally kind of got out of my shell at the end of last semester as far as... um, talking about my feelings and emotions because that's definitely something that was like a no-no to me prior to the program Mm -hmm. and then having Dr. Howard um, in the spring was definitely even more uh, difficult because she pushes you even more Um, and I think during that time span last year there was a lot of like I wasn't even sure about like SI or school and there was like a lot of things that I felt I started to question a lot, um, which I'm very thankful for, because definitely the program 
makes you question everything. Um, so a question like, why was I in SI? Why was I in this program? Um, you know, you start questioning a lot of like the relationships that you have with people around you too. And um, I think I went in through this like phase where I was just asking why a lot and, you know, taking time with myself to figure out um, those answers. And I think that was really pivotal to me because I re-solidified like why I was still an SI. I re-solidified like why um, I wanted to be in this program. Like what did I want to get out of it um, for like school wise and my career. Um, You know, I, I just did a lot of like self questioning and it was a rough process. It was, there's was definitely a lot of bumpy <laughs> moments. Um, but I think I got more in tune with um, myself, like emotionally, um, which you have to do to thrive in this program correctly. Um, so I think that was definitely been really pivotal because since then, like, Brene Brown is like everything to me and like, you know, listening to all her stuff or reading her books. And um, I think it has allowed me to become a stronger mentor and, you know, definitely a stronger student in the master's program. And I know my professors have seen, you know, me evolve into kind of coming out of my shell more. So that's that is probably the most pivotal thing to me. Um, is kind of having that moment where I questioned like literally everything and it sucked for a while, but it was okay. Yeah. And, you know, I think you bring up a really good point. I mean, I feel like I've also seen you really evolve. Um, I think you even sharing it just shows how, um, and, you know, I also love Brene Brown, but, um, (laughs) you know, a big thing that she really preaches for is is vulnerability um, and how much, well, how essential that is to to really um, be able to lead and and I think to feel confident in what you're doing as well. So um, I think you sharing that story in itself is also another testament to um, how much you've evolved and and being able to kind of talk about these things. And, you know, I think because most people don't share that or you don't talk about this a lot, yeah. That, you know, I think that's why a lot of individuals uh, struggle with that internally because, you know, that's not your typical conversation, I guess. Yeah. Um, for sure. And I think though that process, I'm sure between like that fall to spring sucked. <laughs> yeah. Um, sure. and it was rough. And, you know, like you are your harshest critic. And I, and I see how you are with yourself and I, I, I'm also guilty of that. So um, I think though it sucked, it was such an important part of your journey. Um, I think had you not questioned all of that. um, Yeah. I I don't know if, I think if anything, it reaffirms um, what you really want. And yeah, I think what the areas that you want to grow in as well. Oh yeah. Yeah. So any last message for any SI leaders that are working with you this semester. If you listen to the podcast, like it does tell you a lot about me, but um, always feel free to kind of talk to me. Um, I know being a mentor can come off as intimidating to leaders, especially maybe new leaders. Mm -hmm. Um, 
I think like for any returners, I definitely expect you guys to talk to me um, because, you know, you know, to stay in communication with your with your mentor. But for any of the ones, you know, that are working with me, I'm very excited about it. And, you know, as you guys have heard, I love this program a lot. And, you know, I love my master's program. And the one thing that both of these things have in common is working with college students, um, which is you guys. So I, you know, everything that I love is because of you guys, because, you know, I love seeing your guys' journey from beginning of the semester to end of the semester. Mm-hmm. For those of you guys have been, have been with me longer, like, you know, I always get sad when you guys leave and graduate and go on to bigger, better things. I know I can come off as like tough lovey sometimes but it really is just because you know I will see the potential in you probably before you even do and that's a big thing to me is I want to make sure you know at the end of the semester even if you don't fully reach it because you know SI is not your last stop in your career I want you to be able by the end of the semester to see what I see Um, and sometimes that does require me to push you and it does require me you know to put you out of your comfort zone and to ask, it might seem like a lot of you, but it's not because again, at the end of the semester, I want you to be able to see what I've seen. You know, every leader that I've come in contact to has a lot of potential. It's just on you, um, whether, you know, how much you want to work on that because I don't do any of that. It's you. I'm just there to kind of help you see what I see. Like I said, Um, But none of it is due to me and I will never take any like credit for that. Um, Like my position is definitely very selfless in that aspect is like at the end of the semester, like I want you to be proud of where you're at. Um, I'm I'm always going to tell you that I'm proud of you. Um, I'm still going to push you hard. Um, But at the end of the day, it just matters how you feel about yourself because I've been there. Like you can have everyone tell you that you're proud. They're proud of you or like you can have everyone tell you how they feel about your progress. But at the end of the day, it only matters how you feel. Um, So at the end of the semester, you know, I want us to be able to sit down and I want to be able to hear that you are proud of yourself. Nicely said. Uh, Well, there you have it. That is Isagire or a.k.a. Stephanie. (laughs) I guess what most people know her as. Yeah. Um, yeah. Thank you for uh, coming on the podcast and sharing a little bit more about yourself. Of course. Thank you. If you've gotten this far, thank you for listening. I uh, hope you keep listening and get to know more people from our team.